Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 28, if you can believe it. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, you absolutely will by the end of this episode. So just wanted to say thank you to everyone listening and to everyone who has liked, subscribed, shared the podcast. If you have not gotten to share the podcast, share a link, however you're listening to the podcast today, go ahead, take a screenshot, or if you're listening to it on your computer and your headphones, it would mean the world if you liked, shared, tagged me on Instagram or Facebook or on any type of social media, really, that would be great, or just leave a comment. That would be wonderful. Trying to do a little bit of tracking now with some help, um, trying to track where people are listening to this most. Looks like a lot of people are listening on SoundCloud or the website or iTunes, so trying to get it on Spotify to make it easier. But either way, just wanted to say thank you all for listening. Got some good feedback on last week's episode. So I know that we were talking a little bit about, well, a lot of bit about a E, (laughs) a lot of it about um, surrounding yourself with the right people and just eliminating some of those toxic relationships and not saying that it's about abusive relationships physically or verbally, anything like that. It's more about um, finding relationships around you that don't feed you and just being a little bit more selfish with your time. If you want to hear more about that, absolutely. Um, Just check it out. It was great. I had a lot of fun. And this week, so as, as you guys know, I focus on meal plans for clients. Uh, obviously, I'm a coach. I'm a fitness coach, um, trainer, all that good stuff. And with my nutrition background, I make meal plans and uh, guides, workout plans, things like that. Not medically prescribed. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. So just know that. Not a gastroenterologist or anything. But I do focus a lot with, um, you know, weight loss, building specific meal plans for people who are trying to eliminate a little bit of bloat, how uh, people who are trying to put on muscle, who are trying to lean out, lots of different things. And recently, not, I guess for the past two or three months, I've been getting a lot of clients who have been dealing with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. Um, there are a lot of triggers for it. There's a lot of, uh, information behind it. We won't go too, too deep into it today, but I did want to talk about, uh, I didn't really wanted to talk today about, um, IBS and some of the triggers for it, because I feel like a lot of people with IBS, and this is just based on my experience with it. Um, I have a couple friends who suffer with IBS from IBS and it's in their day-to-day life, but also, um, I've been talking to a lot of people who have come up to me recently saying, hey, heard this on your podcast. Um, I have suffered from IBS. So a lot of people are coming up to me just kind of out of the blue. They'll be messaging me. They're like, hey, TMI, but, and I'm like, you know what? I hear it all and I want to hear about your IBS. Okay. So if you guys want to talk about it and get some meal plans having to do with IBS, uh, I got a couple specific um, tips and tricks that not to cure it, but you know, um, definitely want to help you guys find your trigger points and find some things that might ease your digestion a bit. And the second thing I wanted to talk about was um, human design. And if you don't know what human design is, it's basically, it. I'm very new to this as I've only taken a little bit of information from the internet. I took a couple quizzes on it, uh, re- done a little bit of reading. So basically it's like your internal horoscope based on the time and day that you're born 
throughout the whole year. So I was born at 11 a.m. on March 26, 1993. Um, And with that being said, you know, I didn't really know what that meant. But basically, once you type that in, you go on to, I went on to like jovianarchive.com and you can Google it. It's just called human design. And there's four different types. And um, I want to go into those a little bit because I feel like recently I've just kind of gone through this uh, I hate myself for saying this, almost this awakening where it's kind of just get shit or get off the pot, no pun intended type of time. And with that, I mean, with my business, you know, there are a lot of invitations and a lot of things that I've been recognizing lately that I just feel like I can't ignore. And I feel like it's helping drive business. I feel like it's helping me organize things in ways that I hadn't really thought possible. So I feel like it's just a time when I'm really trying to focus inward on what my strengths are and also how I can use other people's strengths who have either offered to help or who have um, expressed interest in the business, that type of thing. So kind of just knowing more about myself and how to gauge what's going on in my life in order to like use it to the best of its ability. I know that's really, really vague, but we'll get into it in just a second. So I want you guys after we're done, and if you are able to look this up while you're listening to the podcast, type in human design in just a couple, in just a little bit. So first we're going to talk a bit about IBS and some things to eat for IBS and some things to avoid uh, while you are, you know, dealing with IBS and things to maybe add in and some things for lifestyle, which I really, really liked learning about. So first of all, for IBS, there are a lot of different types. A lot of people have severe constipation and they're like shitting like rabbits throughout the day and it's miserable. Maybe they don't go a week without going to the bathroom. Maybe they don't go two weeks and that's I just, my heart breaks and that's why I want to do this podcast because it's just, we got to get you on some type of schedule or at least loosen some of that up. So whether it's IBS with constipation, whether it's intermittent um, constipation where some days you have like crazy diarrhea and some days you have um, super, super terrible constipation or whether it's just constant flowing every hour you go and it's just wet, runny. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's kind of just miserable, like, oh, gotta go. Bye-bye. And um, I know there are a lot of different kinds and I won't, again, get into it, but um, I was doing a little bit of research and a lot of this makes sense, but if you haven't done any research on IBS, I highly recommend it because it goes along so well with the meal plans that I put together because one they're all the meal plans that I put together are all gluten-free, dairy-free, and 98% of them are plant-based. Um, they're not all plant-based. A lot of them do have a little bit of seafood in them because that's a little bit easier to digest. It's not as hard or um, tough to physically process in your body. But either way, um, there are specific like vegetables that could trigger some IBS symptoms. There are a couple different lifestyle tips. So One of these things um, that I'm looking at is, you know, what are some foods to not eat while you are on, while you have IBS and while you're trying to figure out how to manage it. One of these things is nuts and legumes. And I know that it's tough to avoid things like nut butters or sunflower seeds or almonds or peanuts or even things like 
uh, lentils or black beans. But since those are a little bit higher in fiber, some of the um, some of the things around the, like the skin of even the beans are a little bit tough. They carry, I'm not going to go super into the science behind it, but, um, they are a little bit tough to digest. They are quickly ferment and they're quickly fermented, which can upset your, um, intestinal tract. So avoiding things like black beans, unless they're super pressure cooked, avoiding things like maybe a ton of lentils and, um, nuts, mixed nuts, dried fruits and nuts, that kind of stuff. Try to minimize that slightly as well as caffeine. Um, and this might be something that people really know, but if you're dealing with constipation or if you are dealing maybe not just with, not with IBS specifically, but if anybody is dealing with constipation or if they're dealing with diarrhea, one of the last things you should be doing is, Oh, would you look at that? There's a wasp in my house. Oh fuck. Great. So, um, it's a foot from me. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Here we are. Guess we're doing this. Oh, cool. So either way, if you are suffering with diarrhea or constipation, the last thing you really should be doing is consuming diuretics. And diuretics are anything from Adderall to caffeine to cranberry juice to um, even things like processed sugar or things that we want to be eliminating. And if you're not down to eliminate those things, there are a couple little steps that you can take. You can, instead of doing a full caffeine coffee, you could always do a half-calf. If you're a Starbucks person, go in, get your almond milk latte with half-calf. They're not, you're not going to know the difference. Make sure that you are hydrating. And while you're hydrating with water, um, try to, and I've said this before, and this just goes along with it. I'm telling you guys, I'm like, all my meal plans are like totally IBS friendly, but you want to be, and raise your hand if you're sick of me saying this, don't drink water or liquids during your meals. Do it like 30 minutes before or 30 minutes after. If you deal with bloating, if you deal with constipation, if you deal with diarrhea or IBS or any IBS trigger symptoms, don't drink water, especially cold water, with your meals. You want to do it before your meals, after your meals, because like I said, you have digestive enzymes all throughout your... um, digestive tract that starts in your mouth, goes down to your throat, to your belly, all that good stuff, all the way down to your bunghole. And you just want to make sure that you're preserving all those digestive enzymes to make sure that you're digesting your food properly, which is the whole issue with irritable bowel syndrome. So with that, we want to be avoiding as much caffeine as possible. That is definitely a trigger. That is a trigger for me. That is a trigger for most humans. And so if you already deal with, um, if you already have sphincter problems, then yeah, you want to be minimizing that as well as spicy foods. Um, unless you are in having a baby and you're pregnant and you just want to go into labor, um, spicy foods are typically not the most amazing things. There are good things like spices and ginger and things like that that are good for you, but you may want to avoid things like Pete's hot sauce all over everything. You know, a little bit here and there, totally fine. Use some black pepper. Um, But yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you are trying to uh, avoid that. So other things like really fatty foods coming from... uh, oils and unhealthy fats. So you want to be avoiding cheeses. You want to be avoiding on, uh, avoiding on, you want to be avoiding oils like canola oil. Everyone should be avoiding canola oil, but Um, You want to even specifically be avoiding olive oil. So if you're cooking next time, then just steam your vegetables or steam whatever you need to boil your chicken, bake it, 
whatever you have to do, use maybe like a vinegar base as opposed to the uh, traditional olive oil or avocado oil or even coconut oil. So you want to be using milks like almond milk or hemp seed milk, things like that, as opposed to maybe a higher fat coconut milk. So that is also one little thing to uh, take out of your diet just a little bit. And then things like fiber are things that we want to be, of course, keeping in our diet. But um, if you're eating things like fruit, not on an empty stomach, if you're eating a ton of um, apples, pears, quickly fermenting foods, if you're eating a ton of berries, which have a ton of fiber, but... um, a lot of the times that can irritate people with IBS. So you want to keep your fiber in um, a lot of quantity. You want to keep it maybe with a sweet potato or brown rice or um, things like that so that you're not just having that really, really quick digesting fruit. Um, the quick digesting fruit is going to be really tough on the belly. So that is a small, small trigger, which kind of sucks. So if you're going to have a uh, – if you want to get your fruit, I highly recommend putting it in a smoothie having um, like a protein, fat, and carb smoothie, maybe higher carb, lower fat. Um, Also things like animal products and animal proteins. So chicken, steak, um, hard to digest seafood. Those are really tough on people with IBS because it takes so much acid in your stomach to digest those things. So the more acid you have in your stomach, the more it's going to fuck up your digestive tract. And we just want to make it super, super easy on our belly to digest. So um, avoiding things like um, milk, processed sugar, animal proteins, those fatty oils that aren't good for you anyways and just are added calories, and cheese. Like, sorry, but if you are serious about finding some ways to alleviate the stress of IBS, then those are some things you need to avoid, as well as um, some lifestyle tips, and then I'll be done with this, but... I'll wrap it up in just about 60 seconds. So if you are um, struggling with IBS and you also live a stressful lifestyle, and I don't mean, you know, you hate your job, you hate your everything, blah, blah, blah. I just mean you're constantly on the go. You don't really have much of a routine. Um, You want to try and eat your meals at the same time throughout the day. And again, I've said this a million times and all my meal plans are so friendly to this. I just can't believe it. I was basically born to talk about IBS, sexy. So what you want to be doing is making sure that you're trying to eat your meals at the same time throughout the day, as well as sitting and eating them slowly. So if you're rushing through your meals, um, that's not giving your body adequate time to process them. So um, they're all getting built up. So chew your food as much as you can. Try and separate your meals into smaller meals. Um, That's going to help slightly. I would always recommend doing like a big fat smoothie. I think that's great. It's already pre-digested. It's not going to cause too much turmoil on your body. Um, you know, if you are having that stressful lifestyle, try and get your diet right. Try and work out the same times throughout the day and make your meals slightly, slightly smaller. Get your fiber from things like sweet potatoes and brown rice, stuff like that. Don't be scared of carbs. It is okay. It is okay. Um, but you want to maybe add in some, uh, less starchy carbs, maybe no, Uh, cauliflower or broccoli or onions or garlic, but maybe having like tomatoes and asparagus and cucumbers, that good stuff. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So this is what I really wanted to get into and I'm really fucking excited for. So it's called the human design. And like I said before, human design is 
it's divided into four different types. They're called manifestors, generators, which also include manifesting generators, which we'll go into in a second, projectors, and reflectors. So what is human design? It's basically just your user manual for life and figuring out why you do the things that you do, why you act in certain ways. Um, It's not like a religion. It's not Scientology. It's not anything crazy. It's like ancient and modern science, and it's kind of coming back, and uh, it is sweeping the nation. And it basically just helps you understand and get some more profound insight into your human psyche. And then it helps you with some strategies to, um, maybe not help you, I guess, help you make decisions, but me ultimately more conscious of why you make certain decisions. And if you feel a certain type of stress, um, it'll just help you find that it, it will help you. Why am I so eloquent today? It will help you understand yourself a little better. So I think it's really cool. I think everyone should take this test. All you need to know is um, what time of day you were born and on what day. And if you don't know your birthday, then maybe you should be listening to a doctor, not this podcast. Okay. So again, like I said, there are four different types. You just go online, type in jovianarchive.com. This is so interesting. It's basically, here's, here's a good way to put it. It's like the... Uh, what is it? It's like your Zodiac sign, uh, for decision-making. So I'm an Aries, which is a fire sign. So I'm fiery and passionate about a lot of things. However, I'm not very organized. I am better at delegating. Like I have all these ideas, but I need to be led. So I ask a lot of questions. I get really specific into things. I have to know exactly the steps to take to get somewhere and then I can get it done. Um, and basically I just use people's energies around me to create things and make things happen. I think it's very cool. I like to understand the people's energies around me and how to, um, cater to each person's way of communicating. Communicating is huge for me. And I think that that that's something that I'm really learning through this. So first there are manifestors, Um, the manifestors are about 9% of the human population. And basically what they do is they inform people and, um, it says that they have a closed and repelling aura. I don't really know too much about that. I am a projector. So a projector makes up about 20% of the population. And what they say is that projectors actually wait for the invitation. So I work, work, work on things that I love And then I find an invitation, whether it be from a human or an opportunity, and then I take those and use what I've been building. So no matter what, I'm spending my free time focusing on my passions, my fitness, health, nutrition, other people, um, while also during this time learning a little bit more about myself and trying to um, find success in that. And um, my weakness is not being organized and not knowing, like thinking I can do it all. And then that ends up biting me in the ass because I get nothing done, nothing accomplished. And then I feel really bitter with myself and those around me, which is a dis- not a disgusting trait. It's just something that I'm working on. So um, trying to find out how to delegate, like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, I feel like right now is a big time of change and transformation for me. And I feel like 
I just got an invitation and then I read this and I almost started crying. Um, one of my best friends reached out to me in LA. She's this amazing music manager. And genuinely, this is like, like bridesmaid kind of friend. If I ever got married, it's like, she's, she's just one of those people that I've always trusted, has a good instinct. She's incredible. And I've always just wished that I could have her brain for a little, um, and her bod. She's super hot, but I just wish that, um, I was better at creating systems for myself to make my own life easier. But again, that is what I'm learning. This is something that is going to be huge for the next year. Um, Anyways, 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 anyways. So projectors, we make up about 20% of the population. Um, we have a focused and absorbing aura. So we love to learn and understand about other people. And really, um, it's we wait for invitations to get things going. But it usually ends up successful because we are learning so much about things that we have the information that we need. And then once we put things into fruition, it's great. Um, and actually here's something cool for you guys to know. Barack Obama was a, is a projector. So shout out, um, B O sucks that that's his initials, but, uh, worse if his initials were IBS, right? Either way, Barack Obama projector, me projector. Hmm going to run the world. Cannot wait. So then there's another one, a generator, which is also a manifesting generator. And that makes up about 70% of the world's population. And their strategy is to respond. So they respond right away. Um, they get really satisfied when they're happy. And then when they're not satisfied and they're not doing well, they're not within their full realm, they're frustrated. So that's definitely a dominant type of person in the world. Um, Again, they're about 70% of the population and they respond and they try to uh, get a lot of satisfaction, whether it be from words or actions that in order to avoid their frustration and they have an open and enveloping aura and they like to learn about themselves. So then there's a reflector, which makes up 1% of the population. And what they say is that their strategy is to wait for a lunar cycle. So basically, these people wait to find clarity and they, they wait a long time in order to make any decisions. So they go inward a ton. Um, I don't know a ton about this, but basically, if you're trying to figure out more about yourself or you feel like you have been imbalanced in any way, or if you feel like maybe you've been getting frustrated or maybe you can't figure out what where you get your happiness, or maybe you can't figure out why you're not progressing in life, or if you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're working so hard and nothing's really getting anywhere, then this might be a good little test for you to take. I think everyone should do it. I also took... Um, a test with my therapist the other day, the other month, actually, it was an Enneagram test. And it also, that's a much more in-depth test. And, um, I found out a lot about myself and holy shit, it is, it, it blows my mind. And I feel like a lot of those things, a lot of these things where you like take a test to figure out what you are, blah, blah, blah. I feel like a lot of them, like I read the one that I get and I'm like, oh my God, that's so me. And then I read someone else's and I'm like, wait, that's me too. And you, it's so broad that it can get, you can get lost in it. But these, reading more into it, um, these and the Enneagram test are some of the most profound, useful, and um, eye-opening, 
kind of shitty in some areas, to be honest. Um, there's things that I don't like about myself that I'm learning to accept, but I think everyone should do this. I think it's going to teach everyone a lot about themselves. And I think it's going to give people a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not the only ones and to know that there are ways to, um, like this is okay. If you, I, I sometimes wish that I was more like a generator where I responded really quick and I was a little bit more dominant and I wish that I was a better organizer and, you know, getting people together, like a director of some sort and create a system for myself. I feel like those people can be really successful, especially financially. That's just not me. Um, there are going to have to be other ways for me to do that. So I find that I'm taking some peace in that. So if you find that you are needing a little bit of peace, take this test. It's on jovianarchive.com, J-O-V-I-A-N archive.com. Not sponsored, just cool. So either way, that was episode 30. I know we talked, wait, oh my God, what? Episode 28, episode 28, yes. Um, just if you were wondering from the middle of the podcast, the wasp is still there. He is in the sun. He's feeling good. I'm going to let him stay. So we are going to end the podcast now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will come up with a better um, sign off next time. Currently, I'm just staring at this wasp and I have no idea what I'm saying. Blacking out now. This is Hotter Than Health, Eliza G Fitness. Follow on Facebook and on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness.com. Like, share, comment, all that stuff. Love y'all. You're the best. Human design and IBS. Rock on. Bye-bye.